This is Joel Shalit, and you're listening to Left to Burn, a podcast brought to you by thebattleground.eu, Europe's best left read in English. In part two of our talk about Georgia Maloney's victory, Basilio Corman and I change our focus to the damage it inflicted on Italy's far right. In short, it's complicated. Maloney both alienated Italian fascists, including members of her own party, and defeated Matteo Salvini and his older Lega party. I asked Basilio for his take on Maloney's impact and walked away feeling surprisingly hopeful. What does their ascent to power mean for more fascist organizations like Casa Pound? They are becoming, of course, very less relevant uh, from the point of view of real political leverage. At the same time, we are already seeing a lot of people who are not happy with uh, Meloni, right-wing people who are not happy with Meloni, that are radicalizing themselves. But this is particularly acute, as far as I know, in the Rome area, that this has been traditionally, you know, the the, 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 the center, the, the, the land uh, where this kind of ideology have thrived, but it's also uh, present into um, the Northeast uh, and part of the South, parts of the South in Sicily, uh, some of the more less, uh, the, the poorest part of the uh, Neapolitan periphery and so on and so forth. But the point is at this point, uh, um, being anti-system, you need to be anti-Meloni, which is, is tricky. <laughs> if, you are, if you are a real fascist with Mussolini's portrait, and I know a few of them, you either you are either enthusiastic because you still think that Georgia is one of the old school and she's still part of that post uh, Movimento Social Italiano elite, and I see a few of them. Or if you are a bit more intelligent, <laughs> you are saying, "Well, we are being marginalized. We are, you know, at the moment." Uh, the people who want, they are not the real revolution. I, I know a few old school uh, neo-fascists of the right, extreme right wing were really unhappy about this. And another, uh, just to go into a, a, a larger part of the political spectrum in Italy, there are some people who are really unhappy, who are a, 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 a part as large, large or very, or not very large, this depends on from your point of view, part of the Lega, because uh, as, as we all, all know, Salvini uh, was basically defeated. And this is one of the greatest contradictions of this election. <laughs> the centre-right wings of Salvini get beaten, and it's now evident, uh, there were rumours yesterday, but today this has become open, uh, the Lega wants to replace him. Uh, Salvini has always been the, the part of the Lega more keen on far-right leanings, more populist, more interested of networking with, you know, people like AFD in, uh, in Germany, more keen on making, uh, you know, friendly gestures toward uh, uh, Putin. And uh, now the other soul of the Lega, that is the technocratic, uh, uh, localist, uh, pro-North uh, 
fiscally conservative, but also uh, not necessarily, let's say, Europe-friendly part of the Lega, the one that was used to be represented mostly by uh, Maroni, the former Ministry of the Interior, now is on, is on the rise. They are saying we, we need to go back to that. We need to go back, stop being uh, uh, considered a party of, you know, drama queens, because that's what Salvini is, and go back to the idea that we are protecting the industrious and productive North that is uh, part of Europe against uh, the welfare queens in the South. So the, the uh, dialectics is less, uh, uh, we are all Italians surrounded by, by enemies or by people, immigrants who want to enter Italy, uh, but we are the North of Italy uh, with Western and capitalist values who are, you know, dragged down by the rest of the country that is just made by lazy and uh, very unproductive people, which used to be the, the Lega rhetoric uh, 30 years ago. They, they were born like this. Efficiency, technocracy, pro-business, uh, and this kind of thing, but markedly less keen to be willing to be confused with the European far right. Salvini was the glue between the Lega Nord and the European far right, as far as I understand it. Yes. I mean, there was obviously a lot of ideological symmetry, particularly in terms of its racism, its Islamophobia, its anti-immigrant politics. But Salvini deliberately sought, in, as far as I could see, especially living in Milan in the late aughts, to start to remake the party in a more explicitly Front National sort of style as a sort of a national nationalist party as opposed to a regional nationalist party. Keep in mind that the joke is that uh, the Lega uh, with Salvini was uh, Italians are white, well, are white or are part of, well, the white thing was never <laughs> much used, but Italians are part of the right uh, culture, the right civilization, the race, uh, and everybody else uh, is is at least suspicious. The other soul of the Lega is that uh, no, it's Northern Italy that is part uh, of the right civilization, right race. And uh, the real problem is that everything south of Florence is just wrong. <laughs> so it's uh, it, we are back to the we are back to the usual. Italian localist uh, politics. I mean, you you know, you have been living here for a long time. You you know how things works. We still have this thing that if you are born in Turin, you are not born in Milan, and if you are born in Milan, you are not born in in, in Rome. And the, the, and this was the undoing of the Lega at some point because they say, oh, we want to keep the North uh, as a sort of uh, elite the elitarian center of, of Italy, the real productive center of Italy, and where most of the taxes money need to be, remain and blah, 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 blah. But they never made up for the thing that it was, it's very difficult to keep someone in Turin and someone in Milan and someone in the Northeast feeling the same thing and feeling part of the same 
you know, the mythical Padania, the northern <laughs> Padania plain. Because everybody said, no, no, sorry, I'm from Turin, at Piedmontese. I'm not Milanese. Actually, the joke is, I'm not racist. I have a lot of Milanese friends. Okay. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> and, 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 and unfortunately, it's not a joke. Yeah. I've heard people that say this, and don't, don't get me started. <laughs> And a final question for you that segues perfectly. Uh, Georgia Maloney has gone on record as being anti-feminist, anti-LGBTQ, racist and anti-migrant, and even anti-Semitic with her attacks on quote-unquote globalists and her blaming of George Soros for the refugee crisis. All this represents a disrespect for human rights and civil liberties as we have come to understand them in Western Europe. Will this be the biggest Achilles heel of her administration? Yes, of course, yes. But she she knows that. Yeah, of course, she knows that she's going to be attacked on, on this. They cannot attack her on uh, her uh, allegiance to NATO. Uh, so they are going to attack her on that. And uh, my impression is that she's not keen on giving uh, more fuel to this kind of accusation. This doesn't mean that She's not, uh, as you say, anti-feminist, anti-LGBTs, and so on and so forth. She feels that at the moment it's more urgent to show herself as capable of dealing with the big questions uh, that are really in everyone's mind in in Italy. So financial, financial looming financial crisis due to the rise of uh, the interest rate, uh, energy crisis, and Ukraine. And in Ukraine, again, this need to be re-established and said again, her position is definitely anti-Russian, okay? So she will try to make everybody forget about this because she knows that most of the people in Italy are not... I mean, it's not like her voters are here waiting the moments where she's going to forbid gay marriage or or forbid abortion. It's it's in a lot of people's mind, but they are more keen on saying, oh, she will the one that is going to fix uh, the problem of the energy crisis. If she does that, as she is very likely to do, with alliance with the center, the usual, you know, Calenda Renzi, or with Draghi, it's not like uh, a few people is going to howl. Uh, at, at her right, say, oh, she's betraying uh, our trust. But she knows that the majority of Italia will say, okay, no problem. Still, the her record on uh, the, the, the social justice, human rights, and so will come back to haunt her. And the moment that she will make a mistake or try to, you know, do something uh, uh, that the you know the, the Atlantic and European elites uh, and the Atlantic and European politics uh, thinks is seriously wrong. That record will come back at her doorstep, and she will definitely be attacked on that. Basilio, this has been a hell of a conversation, and uh, you you've me. given us a PhD in Italian politics. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Battleground, talking about the Italian elections. We'll be back soon with another installment of Left to Burn.